Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're here to discuss Holston's pick, Silo Season 2, Episode 2, written by Jessica Blair and Cassie Pappas, and directed by Morton Tildum. I thought this was a really good bookend episode to the previous one, getting everyone caught up to date. I don't quite understand how all of the pieces fit together, but I I think I'm following along. <laughs> we are not alone though, because we got some feedback from Shy. So I'm excited to have another another set of eyes on what is unfolding. Mine are not infallible. We got some new characters and a little bit more on the mystery of what happened to George and why Juliet cares. It is very hot today, so if you hear the fan in the background, my apologies. I will do the best in in editing <laughs> to get that sound out, but I need it on me because I am burning up. Before we jump into the recap, wherever listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. If you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment as long as it's not a spoiler. No one has spoiled me. That's good thus far. Any last words? That is what the mayor asks Holston as he's getting all duct taped up. I still think there's a problem with the way you guys are duct taping up these suits. I think they need to be far more protective than they are if there's poisonous gas in the air. I don't know, double layer? Because it feels like his clothes just went on top of the suit. I add some layers in there and I don't know, I feel like that might be more successful. But sorry for the fuss is Halston's last words before he is let outside. His friend, Marnie's, feels very hurt and betrayed by this action. Of course, we only get Halston's perspective of what he's looking at until the credits come in. And I really honestly thought that was all we were going to get this episode. I was very much surprised when we pick up after the credits with everyone assimilating to watch with Juliet sharing a very loaded look with someone whose name is Shirley another deputy whose name is Hank is asked why the sheriff would go out no someone asked him why the sheriff would go out and he said but once you say it they gotta do it so it's not like they sent him out how he was indicating he chose to go out once he gets outside he is surprised that it's everything allison ever said it was it has greenery there's birds you can hear all the sounds of a normal outside except unless you're a human being that knows what outside looks like you would be fooled by this Right? Am I am I wrong to be completely sus on this? Because he says, damn it, Allison, you were right. And from his perspective, he sees all of these recognizable things as outside green grass, 
But that those birds, the way they were moving, wasn't that the same pattern we saw on the hard drive when they clicked on that file and she saw it as well? It almost looked exactly the same. And that made me feel like it was sus. And then he said they have to see. And I was like, oh, is that the reason why they cleaned the debris? Because I was confused last episode of why she would actually clean it if she said, if it's like I said, I'm not going to clean it. But because you want to prove a point, you want to share it with everyone. You're compelled to clean it. And they and I don't know how deep this conspiracy goes and the why behind it too because there, there's that as well because this may it doesn't seem as nefarious as it's being portrayed and i'll explain that a little bit later in literally another minute <laughs> inside shirley is amazed that Cooper bet some credits on whether or not Holston would actually clean the camera because they always clean the camera. The bet should be on how long he's going to outlast the poison gas. My theory is that this whole entire scene is set up for someone to have a hopeful death, right? Because you asked to go outside that is essentially a death sentence. It's pretty much the equivalent of suicide, even though they say that suicide in this episode is a crime against the silo, which I'm not sure how they're going to process someone for say crime when they're fucking dead. But that is neither here nor there. This seems to be an alternative method with the cleaning of the of the camera being a benefit to the community for them to see what it's truly like outside except what the person thinks that they're seeing that's outside and what is the reality of what they're seeing is the reality still weird that everyone claps after it but sure why not i don't think there are a lot of things that are exciting going on uh, and, and this is kind of like a thing that they did for them, a last hurrah for the group. But beyond that, it's almost as if it's a, a mercy to allow a delusion before the inevitable. And that delusion is simply to facilitate. Well, I suppose that's a little nefarious, but even, I mean, that's, in the grand scheme of things right now i'm only on episode two it feels rather innocuous <laughs> to just uh oh, oh well while you're killing yourself can you please clean the filter out so that we can still what it see what it looks like outside like we have the reality in our mind even if you've lost track of that reality so everything about what he was saying what he was seeing was artificial right Juliet is certainly watching his reaction outside carefully he takes the helmet off just as he starts to suffocate and everyone asks has anyone ever done that before and then he crawls to where his body has died and he reunites with his wife to lay down besides her corpse another dead giveaway was all those corpse outside 
And while he was looking through the helmet, he was seeing none of them. But when he took the the helmet off, he was able to see his wife's body to crawl to it, which gives more gives more credence to whatever is going on with the the helmet whatever they think they see whoever has them seen that seems to be not the worst (laughs) uh, not the worst um act of deception that can happen and considering what we saw of the character I think that suicide may have always been his inevitable conclusion, possibly. Knowing he's going to be with his wife, Juliet responds angrily and screams that he's a fucking liar before everyone. Then leaving. There's a a now what in the air, because when you don't know how to react to depressantly... (laughs) heartbreaking thing particularly from a leader a respected leader as well that he would decide to give up would go outside people break out into a physical altercation when the pimps in the crib ma drop it like it's hot drop it like it's hot drop it like it's hot when the pigs try to get at you park it like it's hot park it like it's hot park it like it's hot if a nigga get- does hank got something going on with cooper or was that even Cooper? Because he stopped him real quick, but he kind of looked at him. Things are quickly broken up by someone whose name I did not catch, who tells them, hey, let's focus on what we need to do. Because while, yes, what we just saw was fucked up, no one is not admitting that. If we don't keep our minds on our work, everything in the silo will stop running. isn't that always how it is in society you have the ones that know how to do what many people on the higher upper echelons of society would never know how to do but they're the ones with all of the power and getting all of the benefit and wealth but they don't seem bitter about that they they have built their culture around having this purpose but when i think about it versus possibly the things that well when i consider the story of mrs holston's wife uh allison i'm wondering how many other women feel that way because we met two women but i'm pretty sure there's probably many others that not necessarily wanting to get to the point where they're outside but they don't have that almost ingrained purpose sense of duty uh like hey it's not even that (laughs) we're doing this because it only benefits up there we have to do it because it benefits all of us and if not we're the we're gonna get it the worst (laughs) so yeah and i think it is great to have a purpose in life like look i know what i'm getting up every day to do and focus on and i don't know if they're gonna bridge a correlation between that that mental stability versus the mid and upper 
I have no idea because everyone else has seems to have a job as well. But it's more than just that. It feels like there's a natural camaraderie and there's a loosening of when you get down to the lower parts versus what we've seen in the mid and upper level. That feels a little bit more nefariously ran. Juliet goes into, I didn't catch her name too, woman's store before she starts <laughs> breaking shit breaks all of the parts for a toaster may speak volumes for her character that's some, she's someone who's gonna break things before she's asked uh, i think that was a little bit later there's a scene i'm skipping here marnie's he hesitates is it marnie's or marns i'm gonna go with marnie's he hesitates to read his friend's left note sandy offers a reason like, hey, he really loved his wife. Marnie still looks like he was betrayed. You know, like I just lost one of my good friends. He barely even acknowledges that loss in this episode. Granted, it just happened. On the note, we see that he nominated Juliet Nichols for his replacement. And I'm thinking mayhap he couldn't continue his search for the truth and has left it to her or maybe he found something that led him to his conclusion of what he needed to do but whatever he left in that vent actually we know what it was he left in the vent right um the hard drive that he is letting her pick up the breadcrumbs because coming to the the same conclusion or same questions of truth as his wife leaves him with only one answer which was to join her no matter what he no longer could live in the state of being he had been for the last three years since she passed away so he goes to see the mayor who knits clothes for newborn babies she doesn't seem evil she seems genuinely a concern about the decision her sheriff made but she respects his decision she even tells him with the good stuff before the rebellion she wonders if holston said anything did he leave any last will and testament martis doesn't say anything she's surprised to hear that he isn't replacing holston seeing as he intends to retire he's like i can't take any more of this shit the mayor is concerned about the politics on or regarding the next choice for mayor or for sheriff i should say especially from judicial and the chances of instability as never has a sheriff went out to clean and that may be cause for rebellion and seeing as she's going through all of the archives there's nothing on what instigated or caused the rebellion so that they know what to look for if another one were to ignite marnie's doesn't admit that he got that note though from holston but knows that we do need a new sheriff the situation is continually emphasized when a fight breaks out over a hammer because people are trying to arm themselves and that's when judicial we get our first look at them show up
I will say that they need to look like the quintessential mafia types. He looked like he was definitely going to fuck somebody up in an alley later. <laughs> but our first look at Common, get their names. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Juliet angrily, going back to that scene, is abusing the toaster. Her friend says, you've been coming here since you were 13 to fix it fix shit so you don't have to deal with shit she knows she also wants to talk despite all of the drama she's doing before she does <laughs> which is a bit much just sit, sit the fuck down you came here turns out george was not just someone he was her lover her boyfriend whatever they were they were an item and while he did die three months ago she knows he was murdered instead of committed suicide as the night that he died he wanted to tell her something i love that this went back to the flashback and it carries us all the way through to present that was a smart move it's also the night that cooper got promoted to be jules's shadow fraternization we learn can get you sent to the mines if not sanctioned <coughs> bullshit it's these little things that tell me something is naturally wrong with the amount of power over individual lives and freedom of choice when it comes all the way down to who you're allowed to uh have a relationship like it needs to be sanctioned that's too that's that's definitely violating a democratic line but it is one that the entire system adhered to but then again there was a rebellion maybe there was a change to the system in the system one <laughs> or they wanted change to the system and the system one so now they're trying to prevent that again still those little details and the fact that suicide is a crime against the silo are all telling me more more about the evil doings around here than going outside when she got home she found a pez dispenser and a note before being told the next morning while she was getting breakfast that george had been killed which is a very fucked up way to find out someone you love is dead she goes to see deputy hank to tell him her suspicions but he needs proof and since their relationship wasn't sanctioned she doesn't have certain rights to look into his death but hank being a good guy runs it up the chain and that is how holston marnez get the case and go down to talk to her about it hank does a more impressive job than she does at lying covering her relationship with George where she struggles to admit why she believes it is that he didn't commit suicide but George was known by everyone as the computer guy they look at the crime scene Holston sends Marnes to check if any porters were around because that's the only people that would be around that time of night with dispatch while he agrees to look at the body once again for any signs of struggle and offers her to come along he does compliment her watch saying it's nice and she says it's legal and he just says i said it was nice you ain't gonna need to get defensive but 
it turns out he recognized that watch because he knew that it belonged to George and George gave it to her indicating that they were in a relationship. Once they get to the morgue, Juliet tries to hide her emotions, but they leak through. He asks if she ever saw a dead body before and she replies, my brother when I was 12 and my mother at 13, something she accuses him of already knowing. He admits he indeed did look into her because she's accusing she's making a murder accusations but also thinks she may be in denial and he empathizes with that seen as you know people who are suicidal can hide the signs and sometimes they try to slit their throats before jumping and he really just wanted to check up on that watch but he is in this moment trying to be like girl i've been here i've been there and he thinks they're both in the same situation but ironically they're not well they are and they aren't it's the same line of questioning and inquiry that seems to have led two people to their deaths except one i truly believe may have been murdered whereas the other one quietly made her own peace he keeps them on the case with judicial being sent down and takes Juliet to the mess hall to speak privately aware of her relationship with George like hey I can't help you if you don't offer me something I gotta talk to judicial and get them on it but I do want to help you and that's the reason why you asked him because he's a good guy it's like yeah I, I'm I want to help you if I can uh, she says that he was gonna tell her something the night that he he died he wonders if it's a relic because she also says he left me something and if it's a relic i gotta confiscate it she's like well then i guess i ain't got nothing <laughs> but he gives her an opening with well no one has to know where it came from she offers him the note that said remember the last time you saw this which is what leads them down to the tunnel at first i was confused like what do you mean i thought you didn't know what it meant but no (laughs) the pez dispenser he wanted her juliet to remember the last time she saw the pez dispenser dispenser which was in this box in this secret place that she decides to show him interestingly she says that the up tops know about this but they don't do anything regarding it i did laugh at his response i'm uh uh, from up top i have no idea where we're going she shows him a tunnel behind a sign which leads down further into another tunnel there are drawings on the wall from before the rebellion the only thing i could see was you out very clearly and i wasn't about to screenshot i'll let reddit do that she uh shows him where there's a leftover drill from a hundred years ago left by the original silo builders and because they didn't know what the fuck to do with it they decided to just hide it behind concrete when she saw this she admits to him it's the first time i realized that the silo isn't what we thought like there are things here that we probably don't know about holston's like bitch me too because i i I, i'm tripping right now not only that this place has been stripped already of anything of value years ago and i mean hundreds of years ago she shows him where greg 
Greg. George had been working and possibly living. I'm thinking he lived out here. He traded in relics, which was illegal, but he also was searching for some answers. She didn't know what it was about. He didn't want her to get sucked into it, which is why they weren't sanctioned. She opens the box and discovers a video camera that she's never seen before and the spool which leads elaborately to his bag which is uh, contains the hard drive she's never seen said hard drive before but he does recognize his wife's handwriting on the instructions of how to retrieve deleted files she realizes his pursuit for george is really about his wife who asked too many questions like she does but was never afraid which convinces him that maybe he should look into this further since this is back on the trail of answering something he wants as well he has been running from confronting her death all this time even telling her like look i work i get up before dawn and i leave after so that i don't have to see her body on that hill i mean that's devastating that it's there for all to see forever hello it's me so he agrees to help her and will give her a signal once he finds something out and to trust him that's when we go back to her telling her friend this story she admits that she kept the other half of the note which was i found what i was looking for one lady was like why didn't you tell the sheriff well it's not like it was a whole big thing to tell him he clearly was looking for something he thinks he found something uh he was murdered and he was trading in relics and he was searching for something (laughs) i don't think she kept too much away from him but she is warned that you know someone did die so maybe be careful she was also listening to a radio which seemed to uh oh i think ruth is her name no no that's not her name why did where did i get ruth from i don't know well i'm sure i'll finally i'll figure out her name eventually but she was listening to a radio that seemed to be talking about the things that were going on up top so she is uh, a smart cookie as well Marnie's finally tells the mayor that Holston did pick a successor, but he thinks that choosing an engineer and mechanical was a sign of his mental instability. But the mayor wants to meet, she wants to meet Juliet. Even though Paul Billings would be ideal for the job and he is from judicial, but although he's from judicial, he did work for them. And Marnie's picked him still worried about insurrection she agrees to go see to go see juliet and she knows it'll be good for the people to see her as well flashback reveals that juliet did in fact know what george was doing a little bit more than she admitted to holston that he was looking for a door and for what purpose he didn't know he just knew if he found it possibly beneath the depths of this water (laughs) that that it might be a way out but she 
she didn't want to know anything until he found it and she's regretting that so now she's picked up the mantle i love how these two people have lost people and they both have focused on the reasons of their death which is a natural response but it it could be easy just as easy to accept something else presently we end the episode with her readying to go down to the the murky depths of that water feels as if that is a euphemism for despair or analogy for despair because she definitely had very little time to process that death and even though it's been three months she's had three months of hoping that this man will do something or give a sign that there was hope of her finding some closure only for him to kill himself and now she feels like well I put all my trust in this person and they they abandoned me and now I feel the need to to finish up and figure out what happened to him I still contend that he left that sheriff badge to her because he he could not move forward he was afraid where she is not afraid she is ruthlessly looking for what happened to to this man and i think that it'll be interesting if she is actually nominated as sheriff because i have a feeling that judicial might be a problem <laughs> they, they they rolled up like they was a problem as mentioned earlier we do have feedback from shy for episodes one and two so let's hop into the mailbag Hey Christina, it's me Shy. I'm here to give my feedback for the new series that you've started, Silo. Um, I had no idea um, that you were going to be doing this. I didn't know what this was, so I had to go and Google it um, to see what it was about. I don't know if you mentioned it before or not. I'm so, so, so behind on so many things. As you know, I was out of town last weekend and... Um, work has been crazy 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 and so yeah so I saw you post on Twitter that you're gonna do podcasts on this one and I'm like what is that so so I googled it and saw that it looked really really interesting so I went ahead and gave it a go I watched the first episode today and I really enjoyed it and very intrigued by what this is about and it's kind of funny because I gave my feedback for Rick and Morty and this kind it reminded me of that feedback of you know conforming to what others are telling you is going on you know that kind of thing and this was right up that same type of alley for me it's like damn this is crazy um but yeah I'll start by saying I you know I was on pins and needle with Allison man I really thought they were gonna kill her um but I'm glad it went the way it did. I thought what happened to George was going to happen to her because she was starting to look into things and ask questions and find out stuff. And, you know, she's not one. She's just the very person that I was saying um, was talking about in my other feedback about how, you know, we have those that don't question things and just 
go with the status quo versus those that you know want to know like don't want to just accept what's being told to them and what's you know what the history you know it it's just so it's just so fascinating to me and it's very scary to me because it's I could see because for so many years of my life and my of course growing up in my younger adult years you know you think that what you're being told what you're being taught in school um was in fact the truth and what really happened what really was our history not a you know whitewashed version of it um like you know picking and choosing of what's to be told or or a, a watered down version of it i should say and so just to um and then of course as i go start going to college and um you know getting further my further in my education and start you know getting around other people and talking to others and really delving into things that i really start to understand just how brainwashed we can be how just how brainwashed a, a society can have you being and how you can beat the propaganda can really have you believing a thing that may not be true and just and 9 11 was a perfect example of that for me um that's really really when i really start to really question a lot of things um because you know you have these other countries that have their ideologies and you know their belief system and it's like what makes our belief system better than someone else's what's to say what we what we say what we believe what we think is reign supreme is the is the in all that be all um and there is and there's isn't and so you know it's like we want to enforce our will as a country on others you know democracy and look at what's going on with our country now i mean it's just so much that you know it's just it's so important and then of course the whole trump the whole thing with trump and the voting and all that stuff and you see how easy it is for people to uh to fall into this thought process of believing in something without any shred of proof just because someone said it is and then and then it just snowballs from there and then it in this show in this one episode it just falls in line with that for me is you know they've been told this thing and then of course then the burning of the book the burning of all the stuff it's like why <laughs> it's like i mean those are like really scary things and then you see that going on in in our society today people not wanting um you know the, you know the government not wanting us to learn certain things not wanting us want they want certain books certain this certain that not in the schools not in you know and it's like they want to um control what you're learning control what you're exposed to and it's like it's kind of hard to do i mean you could do it in the schools which again you know it takes those that don't want to just accept what's being told to them the status quo of it all um to really push beyond that and so this Allison was one of those she's one of those people that you know went along to get along for a bit but it just things weren't sitting right with her and she was just continued to question things and just like she with her boss 
you know, she wanted to like, why can't people just fend for themselves, help themselves? Why do we have to be the ones to dictate everything? It's like if we can inform them, I mean, knowledge is power, but that is the problem. The fact that knowledge is power and with that power, with that, with knowledge, which education you become more informed. Your eyes become more open. You become you. You see the world in a different way. You start to question things and research things. And so, the less, the more you keep people ignorant, the better off you will be. The more control you'll have over whatever it is you're trying to control. And so, that's the situation here with this show and with this episode. Is that, you know, they give this narrative of, you know, what happened 140 years ago and something about the relics and all that good stuff. And then it's like you you keep feeding that same narrative and it becomes a belief system that everyone just starts to believe in. And no one ever, no, I shouldn't say no one, the majority just start believing it. Don't question it. Just like Allison was saying, it's like, you know, it's. The computer is telling you what you want to see, and I've and I and I equate that to the news and you know the different. It's like if you go to CNN, if you go to Fox, and that's all you watch, you know they're gonna tell you. I mean they know their audience, so they're gonna feed you what you want to hear, and then you buy into it instead of just just getting the different perspective. You stay narrow-minded on a certain perspective. And then you just continue snowball from there. So it's just really interesting, you know, as I get older and, you know, I start to just think about more and, you know, get more educated and exposed to more things and exposed to more people um, that are like minded, that aren't status quo going, you know, followers of the of the norm um, that want to question things, that don't want to accept things at face value. Uh, I mean, I find those people more fascinating than the ones that um, just, this is how it is. And then I realized that I've been that person. Even in the military, I was always pushing the envelope and like questioning things. You know, not in a disrespectful way, but it's like, I mean, one of the phrases that I hated you know, in the military and in the civilian world in my job, and I've expressed that many times is, well, this is how it's always been. But what, I mean, what does that mean? It's like, is that, does that mean that we just get to, was it, is it good? Is it right? Just because it's been like this for 10, 15, however many years, doesn't mean that that's the way it should be. And why are we not, you know, questioning or trying to do better or, you know, think outside the box. Why do we just got to, you know, step in line with what was instead of trying to do better? Or if if that's how it was, how did it how did you feel when you were going through it when you were, you know, at a lesser rank or a lower status? You didn't like it. And so it's like when you're in a position to make changes, to do better or make make a difference, why not do that? Why not make a difference? Why just continue the same pattern that we know is not good instead of finding ways to make it better and finding ways to make the system better, make whatever it is you're trying to make better or or find um, different solutions to issues. And so, you know, I know that 
at my job, I, I, I mean, I could sometimes I just I could imagine people rolling their eyes or, you know, have a sigh because I'm just that person that is just going to question and I'm going to push and I'm going to, you know, I'm just not going to accept things just because. And so I just find that interesting, um, this, this episode. And, um, I did, you know, get teary eyed, even though, um, at the end, Allison, um, she, she told, she told him she was going to clean. Like if she cleaned, that means everything was good. That everything that they were being told was a lie. But unfortunately, it looks like it t- it's going to take him some time because he really bought into and, you know, again, being a law person, sometimes that tends to happen. You follow the rules, you you know, you're about the rules, the laws, you know, keeping people in line. So, you know, thinking outside the box is not a norm um, for them usually uh, when they're enforcing the rules and the laws that others are pushing back on, like his wife. So I'm glad that at the end, or I saw it in the beginning, but at the end, he's really at that point where Allison wanted him to be. Of course, now I'm of course curious about what this outside world looks like, where Allison has been all these years. I don't know if it's once you go to a certain point, you can't get back in because she said she would come back for him. So, so much, so many questions. I'm very excited to delve into this one um, to see what all is revealed what happened to george who murdered him because i i was kind of hoping that he would be more a part of the story maybe he will be in flashbacks as far as you know getting the answers you know getting the because uh, he saw the same videos that um she did and he was you know he was one of those he was an allison you know questioning things so i thought we would get more of him like working in cahoots with um I don't know why I can't remember the sheriff's name, the husband's name. I'm having a a moment right now. But very excited to get into this one. Happy that you introduced yet another show that I can delve into. And it looks like I can potentially enjoy. So we will see what happens. I'm trying to see what else. I think those are the main points I wanted to make on this episode um uh, just looking forward to all that happens oh yeah the uh, another example was the pregnancy i'm like dude births could oh like wow population control it's like yeah i was not surprised that i mean what she said made so much sense they only want the select the chosen the you know the the ones that fall in line are the ones that get to have the things or as she questions things pushes back so they don't want her kind having children even though the husband the sheriff is was more of their kind so it's very interesting so um very very fascinated to see what happens next so on that note until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy Hello, Christina. It's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Silo Episode 2. Hopefully, I get this to you in time. I saw that you haven't put it out there yet, so we'll see. So, I thought I was going to have to wait until you did the podcast for Episode 3. But, let me see if I can get this in. Um, Well, um, 
as for this episode, it was very interesting because I felt like some of the stuff that I thought from episode one, actually, I don't know. I'm still on the fence. I haven't listened to your podcast yet, so I don't know what your theories are, what your thoughts are on this series so far. But, um, yeah, I was kind of thrown for a loop um, when, uh, man, I don't know why I can't, Holston, uh, doesn't he have a first name? (laughs) The sheriff uh, went out there um, to get answers. I mean, obviously, we're going to get, as we started to see um, the backstory, you know, flashbacks to what led up to him deciding to go out there um, in search of Allison only to so my thing is it seems like they 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 kill you they're 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 poison like they're killing you like they don't even allow you the opportunity to do they don't allow you the opportunity to um see whatever is out there like but then again he took off his mask his helmet and he still passed out but i don't know i mean i'm kind of on the fence about did what did i see what i thought i saw because i'm like what would be the point i mean if it is indeed poisonous out there and it's you know not a safe place to go out then is this one of those things where we think i mean ends up being what everyone says it is but i find that to be disappointing if that's the case so it has to be more going on than what we know what they know and so um maybe he passed out because the air is so unfamiliar but i'm thinking that the that they kill you like because he was starting to pass out even i don't know I feel like they put something in the mask in the in the in their little oxygen thingy. So, but we'll see um, as time goes on. I don't know. Maybe I just want to hold on to the hope that Allison is still alive and 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 there's something else that we're gonna explore. You know that this isn't can't be just a season one thing that we're gonna find out more of what's going on and they keep. Going back to, you know, the rebellion and what really happened. So we got people starting to question things and starting to really um, try to understand a little bit more about the past. That they're not okay with um, just going along, just to get along. Um, that there are just some questions, and which is natural. At some point, I, I mean, it's just like it's not it's not normal to for no one to ever question anything um at some point down the line somewhere people are going to want to know things they're going to want um certain people are going to want answers and they're going to want to find out how did we get here why are we here what's the point of solo and then just like we got juliet and george who are one of those people and so or they get sick and tired of being sick and tired and they want more than what they've been told that they can have so yeah so it's a lot to uncover here 
So Juliet and George had a relationship. Um, he didn't want it to be sanctioned, quote unquote sanctioned, because uh, he didn't want her getting caught up in all the stuff that he was doing. I'm glad we're, and I figured as, I was hoping as much that we're getting more George and the backstory of what he's been up to for those past two years um, that led up to him being murdered. The fact that he's been murdered says a lot. I mean, they didn't even, I guess, I mean, he wasn't trying to be go out. He wanted to understand from the inside and work his way on that angle, whereas Allison wanted to go out to investigate what was out there. So it was very interesting. And um, we saw that it's a, uh, I mean, there's a camera, which we knew. Um, it is beautiful out there, which we suspected, which I suspected, because Allison um, cleaned. And so, but I'm like, clean what? It's like you clean the, you just go out there and clean the, you know, I think there's supposed to be more that's supposed to be cleaning than it really is. Like, I'm not sure. But, I mean, they might have mentioned it and I just didn't pick up on it. Um, what else? Yes. I mean, I'm really intrigued by what's going on. I really want to know. Like, I really want to get to the bottom of well, what's going on. And I, we see that Juliet is going down um, further into the silo um, where the diggers are, where George, his little base camp was to get some answers. Um, I'm, I'm refusing to believe the sheriff is gone, gone. Um, I'm very interested in the fact that they, that he wrote that he wanted Juliet to take his place as sheriff. Um, so yeah, it's just so much that still needs to be uncovered and, um, yeah, I don't have too much. I mean, I'm just kind of taking it all in and trying to just, I mean, just enjoy it and because I know that the minute I go down some rabbit hole, it's going to be a 180 some other direction. So I'm trying not to go down too deep into rabbit holes. Um, I think I was kind of getting there, going there in my last feedback. But I'm going to rein it in a little bit and just let more episodes happen and then go from there. But I'm very curious um, as to... I mean, they keep talking about the um, judicial. So I'm curious as to when they're going to show who these people are and all that stuff. So we can get more of the world building um, in regards to that. So that's all I have for now. Until next time, I love peace and black girl magic. Queen of the couch. Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on these two episodes. I felt like in the first episode... Your feedback was all philosophical. And then in the second part, the second episode of your feedback. I'm in denial. Which, of course, thoroughly amused me. Um, <laughs> writing a few notes. And you did. And I am not even in the the philosophical mind frame right now. So I'm just, I'm just letting you, you. You hit all the points there. I have nothing to add much. <laughs> In regards to how this, there are elements in the show definitely that portray or mirror real life. 
uh, particularly with the whole book situation and so on and so forth. I will say one caveat to that, and I think it's the one that is kind of forgotten, is that schools are an institution. And unfortunately, while they are the prevalent institution that is responsible, so to speak, I say that in quotations, for the education of the populace, it's not their job to make you educated. I I put this out there, you know, where it doesn't matter when you you come to that conclusion. But in my opinion, it is every human being's job to be an inquirer. The simple reality of it is that they aren't <laughs> and they're not going to be because the human mind desires laziness. Ultimately, as a person and as a parent, before you fully become a person, <laughs> you know, um, that's more in your control than, I mean, yeah, the school could ban all the books they want, but they're not banned from ever making their, their way to your children's eyeballs. You still have a moniker controlled. Now I can understand if they were burning them in the street. Now that's, that's a whole other case and scenario. But as far as, oh, this school system that's already, in my opinion, fixed so that, I mean, if you really get into the deep of it, of how they fix the grades so students pass so they can look better, which is why we are probably one of the dumbest countries, because they, the powers that be, they, they count on the laziness of people not to be enlightened. So... I kind of go back to what my love of my life, George Carlin always says, maybe the people suck. You know, we love to blame everyone else, all the people in charge, this, that, and the other thing. But honestly, when you bare bones down to it, how they preach about religion, how you're the only person that's going to be up there in judgment and ain't going to be no family members, nobody can help you. That's the same thing with enlightenment. No one is going to guide you there. Yes, there might be people that help you along the way. And that's all great and even better if people help guide you there. But you yourself owe it to yourself to have a fulfilled life by being an inquirer, asking the questions and coming to conclusions that might not be everyone's conclusion. But for the most part, most people don't even do that. And that's that's my biggest thing is that. It's one thing to fight on the side of something that's wrong. It's another thing to fight and not even know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> you're like, what? I can't even have a conversation with you. You you can't even defend your own point. And that that's the that's the true true issue is that you know maybe the public doesn't want to be as enlightened as we keep giving everyone credit for. I think people are some people are very 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 content to be fucked up and i think the school system people want to utilize as a way to force past that laziness but <laughs> you know if you if you seed it it will grow it grew in your belly it came out your vagina you can also fill it with more nutrients to make sure that it's a healthy plant analogy over uh 
as far as the episode goes, I think that in Allison's case, because Allison and George were coming from two very different mindsets. Sorry, I just kicked something. Uh, George's mindset was, I like chasing relics. This is super cool. I want to see how far I can research and, and learn more. It feels as if with Allison, due to the harmonic emotional toll of wanting to conceive and not being able to, coupled with the lie she was told regarding her her ability to get pregnant, I think it all snowballed for her. Because then once you do lose faith in that system, um, I think she could have taken a different route if she didn't grasp eagerly on into onto the idea of hope outside of the system. And that's where she cho chose to go. Whereas George, he just wants to unlock the past. He doesn't seem to have altruistic or even... And, and I think it may have, yeah, I think it may have something to do with just where they come from. I don't know. I need more time with the show to, to elaborate on that thought process. But I do think that she was already fragilely insecure because she's blaming herself for the pregnancy. I mean, I, I know I've at least seen a lot of shows on women who are trying or want to get pregnant and are unable to get pregnant how that really wears down on them so i think with all those whammies she just she was convinced that this was real and she took the chance she would rather have taken the chance that it's fake than not take the chance at the possibility like it was too much for her to bear anymore the idea of this existence with these questions and not being able to answer them. And that was her way of, of choosing. She needed those answers. She needed them now. And she was willing to, to give up her life because the one she had currently, it wasn't worth living for her. So I think that there is something more coupled that they're exploring in this season with suicide. Cause I got that same indication at the end with Juliet's character. Like when she was going down there, part of her was just trying to follow in the same parallel of Holston and their lover's tracks when they tried to really block out what they were saying or doing but in fact um, she has a choice to make if she's going to go down to those depths of despair or if she's going to come back up as far as the, the world and society though I totally agree with the I know I mentioned the other two factors but that controlling birth nope that's not good that's not good at all um because how I feel is if they are breeding a certain archetype which is to be people who don't ask a lot of questions that are followers if we're going to use the life metaphor there probably aren't that many people that question and I have a feeling these silos have been around for hundreds of years. So not only do they not have a reference point to even go back to from the moment they were brought into the world, they are now probably generationally 
bred from those 138 years ago, I bet, or maybe this has always been the case. It could have been always the case, but they probably are even more on their, their, who we're allowing to, to populate. I'm taking wild theory guesses here, but that's my guess. But I do think that if you do have a population of followers and then there's the implied military threat, how many accidents have they had? I mean, I think there's still a lot of missing information that that could indicate that more things are covered up than the people would know. Because clearly everyone up top knows about certain things and everyone on bottom, which of course the bottom people really know what's going on. But there's a group of people who don't know what's going on, like poor Holston. So some people know more than others. Lastly, I don't, you know, it's a good idea. It could be that they're poisoning them. That would make more sense, though, if they didn't know that they were being poisoned, if they went outside. So it could be onto your theory that the air really isn't poisonous it looks the way it does because i'm i'm just not buying that it's green and lush and there's flowers out there that shit looks cgi and then it was kind of blurred from the perspective of the screen that he was looking through that didn't look natural to me (laughs) it just it did not look like a landscape if you've never seen the outside this fools you if you've never if you've seen outside this 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 i would think i'd be real jacked up if i'm wrong (laughs) but it felt like it was fake as fuck and then he like i said i i put out my evidence of why and then he had to take out take off the helmet so he could find his wife so he could die next to her but i but going back like i said to your theory maybe is it poisonous outside it looks like shit but it's not poisonous and they poison you and make it look beautiful but then why go through all of that it's a it's a bit elaborate i don't know you you could have something with them being involved with the poisoning there's not enough evidence one way or the other i think it kind of doesn't make sense because everyone knows that they're being poisoned so and then if you people can go outside if it's not poisonous why wouldn't anyone in their right mind want to go outside i it, well the powers that be and even so <laughs> You could still be the powers that be outside. <laughs> but if but if there's nothing to grow outside, there's no benefit of going outside, then I can see, yeah, we're not going fucking outside. So I'm I'm going to stick with my theory for right now, but I'm going to I'll put it out there. There there could be something to that. Oh, and lastly, everyone believes that Holston or that George committed suicide, but Holston ruled it an accident instead of suicide. So there would be no one really looking into George or what happened to him. Uh, that that whole situation has uh, been wrapped up in everyone's thought processes and and no one's thinking of what he could have found. I think personally that all of these little, because there's several mysteries. There's the one outside of what happens when you go outside. I think it really is poisonous, but I do think that they are yeah but that why would you lie about that maybe they're just lying for the reason why they're cleaning i don't i just don't know what the purpose of the lie would be that's the part i'm not that makes me feel there's something i may be missing there but then you have this other 
mystery about a hatch a door somewhere leading somewhere else and why is that important uh so yeah i think that there's something else possibly going on with them going outside but that the bigger mystery in my mind is how the silo the uppers are keeping control and how corrupt is that as well as what the fuck is this door where does it lead to and why did george have to die because of it those are our thoughts on the episode if you want to join in the conversation blackercouch at gmail.com my social media will be below if you want to share like and subscribe that would be very much appreciated until next time peace hair grease and blacker magic